Equality versus equity. Equality means every child gets a pair of shoes. Equity means every child gets a pair of shoes that fit. That means every school district has to meet every student's individual needs. I'm Jerry O'Green with the Black Student Advocate. We advocate for black employees and black students within the K through 12 school districts. We hold school districts accountable to make sure that black students and employees are in a fair and equitable workplace. Peace. <clears throat> Man. Woo. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a minute. And when I tell you that I've taken on so so many responsibilities, man. I'm I'm wearing so many hats, and I should not have done that to myself. However, I'm back, man. Welcome back to Humanity Works Podcast. It's the place where we bring it sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We bring it sexy back to the problem solver. Those who don't get enough credit, those who don't have posters, those who don't have jerseys being sold in Foot Locker on NBA.com or NFL. You know, we really got to give old and honor to those who are really close to us that are really going to impact our lives. And I say that every show and I really don't think people really understand the magnitude of what I'm really saying. But anyway, it's been a minute. Uh, went down again on injury <laughs> again. Um, had to sit up a little bit, boy got a little chubby, just a little bit, not much, you know what I'm saying, your boy, I'm still sexy now, at least I think so, anyway, but, uh, man, it's been challenging, I get home from work, and I just be overwhelmed, I be so tired, I got practice with the girls, uh, you know, the pro-am league is back going, so, you know, it's true what they say, man, sometimes you just have to take a break and give your body a rest, family was just recently in town, I enjoyed my mother and my father being here, my grandson, my nephew and my daughters, you know, whenever they come to Atlanta, they 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 holler at me for a couple of hours and then they out on the host roll. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know, my daughter's grown. They're going to do what they want to do. You know, it is what it is. We had that kind of relationship. You know, my daughters know I think very highly of them. That's just the way I talk sometimes. But lately, man, everything has been going good and I have been overwhelmed. I have been truly tired. I have truly been trying to get these episodes to you. And I promise if one thing. I ain't going to go too long without uploading another episode. I promise to be consistent. Also in the mix, I'm still evolving as an individual. And uh, people have been paying close attention to my social media handles. And as you notice, I'm using Faces AI. So that's something I've been really working with. I'm trying to actually get my voice, my actual voice over the text uh, audio in these presentations. I'm getting there. Give me a minute. I told you all over time, I'm going to figure this podcasting thing out. I'm eventually get to the point. You know what? I believe I could be the next Joe Rogan. I don't have to say the black Joe Rogan, but I believe I can get up there with some of the best of them because of my content, the things that I want to cover. It's not always the most popular thing to talk about, but I believe it will. this platform will get where it needs to be. But it's going to get there with your help. So always continue to like, share, and please share. Please share and subscribe. And I'm thankful for my new subscribers. Thank you so much. Thankful for my brother Reggie Hater for sharing my episodes. And I got some for your family. I got some for cuz, cuz I got one coming up for you. And that episode is going to be called All Niggas Do Is Talk Where's the Body of Work. I got you. I got you on this. Just give me a second. Let me knock this one out. It's a beautiful day in Georgia today. I'm going to go out, enjoy an R&B concert, something I, I've never been to an R&B concert. I've been to like musical music get-togethers at a at a lounge, at a club, but I've never been to an R&B concert. So today I'm going to enjoy myself. 
going to be debonair. I'm going to be suave the way that I know how to get suave. I still need a stylist. I guess as I blow up and become a millionaire and my show is on national television, maybe I'll give me a stylist. But I'm going to finally enjoy myself, enjoy some quiet and some me time to myself today because I haven't done it in so long. Anyway, let's get to the subject at hand. Now, there's a big uproar about this country singer, Jason Aldean, and he has a song called Try That In The Small Town. And I know how we are as a people. I know we're emotional and we react to any and everything. So I went and listened to this song. Actually, I went to watch the video because I wanted to get the true context of what this artist might really be trying to say. I watched this video. I will not even exaggerate. I watched this video maybe about 10 to 11, maybe 12 times in a row. And I watched it over and over again and over and over again. And having read the Turner Diaries, um, I understand that lingo. I understand that culture. I know their codes. I saw very few things in that video that really I had an issue with. However, when it comes to Southern whites and when it comes to a lot of white supremacists, they are going to stand on what they believe in. I have no problem with the open racist. Right. And we have to identify what a racist is. And that's anybody who is white that is in a position of power, which we know we live within the confines of the system of white supremacy. Many non-white people react to these things and they think this is white supremacy. They think this is racism. It's no more than the man just speaking how he truly feels from his heart. Some of you all can't stand the truth. And when a man comes out and tell you how he feel, you react to it. When Trump told the country how he felt, you react to it. I don't have a problem with any white man, any white supremacist, any racist being open and honest about who he is. And many of you probably have never even talked to a real white supremacist. You probably never had a conversation with a with a real white extremist. But guess what? I have. And a lot of these people are more mannerable. They're more considerate, polite and kind than most people who look like me. They won't people. My own kind can look directly in my face and won't speak. I could be somewhere in the deep in middle Georgia in Butler where I get a lot of my guns and get the most courteous, kind treatment. And that's not to say they're not white supremacists or racist. You have to understand the context of what people really believe on. And when you are a people who have been codified for so long, you don't have to wear your emotions on your sleeve. You don't have to actually go around and exploit the hate that you might feel for another people. See, when you look at these presentations like a Jason Aldean and these country singers and they make these type of songs, you all see racism. But me understanding him and having read the ISIS papers, I understand the cry for white genetic survival. Y'all really don't even get it. But there are questions that I would have to ask Mr. Aldean about his video because, see, the one condition that we don't talk about is the system of white supremacy. And the one thing that we don't talk about, nobody wants to go back and deal with the historical aspects of why non-white people in the concept called America are in the position that they're in. See, when you see these kids out here robbing uh, grocery stores, you know, I don't I don't condone. And let me say this because I always have to say this because you always have a vast sea of simpletons. I do not condone robbery of another individual, no matter what their ethnicity or race is. I do not condone murdering. I do not condone and support killing. I don't suppose the, uh, condone any of these things, robbing of gas stations and carjacking people. But I would say it is a product of a condition that our people are raised in. And this is done by design. So when you see the young kid on the corner with the gun that's robbing people, he is a product of his environment and he is a direct result of a design calibrated system to put him in that situation. It's not making an excuse. It's not playing a victim. See, this is the conversation most white people do not want to have. They want to get rid of critical race theory out of school because they say it impacts and is traumatizing to their children. 
But not often do we hear white children being gunned down who were not armed by race soldiers. I've never seen a black race soldier that have dealt with white people. Have you? If so, you let me know. Put it down in the comments. Their children have never experienced the type of trauma our children have. You don't have to have conversations of racial profiling when they be get they when they get their license. You don't have to have the conversations of what they need to do when it's pulled over by a race soldier, a suspected race soldier. You don't have to have that conversation that no matter where they go, they're always watched, profiled, targeted, whether it's on a job, whether they're shopping, whether at a sporting events, whether they're traveling abroad. You don't have to have those kind of conversations. So I don't know what type of traumatization you children, your children could be facing. But then you take out CRT and this is what's going on in the state of Florida, which is why I tell people all the time I would never move to Florida. Now they want to implement a teaching of, a, of, of slavery to where it benefited black people. And a lot of people got upset about that, but not me. You know why? Because I never left it to the school systems to educate my children. I've always countered every single thing and question that my children were taught when they came home from school. When I have the average conversation with most non-white people about racism and talking about it, they don't want to talk about it. They say there's no need to talk about it. We don't have to talk about white supremacy. It don't affect me. What happened to Trayvon Martin ain't going to happen to my son. What happened to Tamir Wright ain't going to happen to my daughter playing at a park with a water gun. What happened to Sandra Bland ain't going to happen to my aunt. <laughs> Even though it don't impact you as an isolated situation, white supremacy, racism impacts you every single day. However, what we must understand is. Is that when you talk about, and I'm talking to you, Mr. Aldine, when you talk about spitting in the face of a cop and this person that done it and they're non-white, there's a reason why they had those emotions and angers to do something like that. When you see them vandalizing police cars and outbreaks because we can't get justice. This is something that you're completely unaware of. You're completely numb to it because this will never be your reality. So I need you to give a little ease when you see certain people in societies act out a certain way because nobody's born genetically with the will and intent. To have inhumane behavior that is direct results of a system that has created the monstrosity or the monster in that particular individual. And I need you to understand that, Mr. Aldine. See, not everybody who doesn't look like you is your enemy. And not everybody who doesn't look like you is scum or a burden on society or is a moron or that they need eugenics imposed upon the physical beings, Mr. Aldine. Now, in the same breath, I believe that. White people have a right to their own voice with no censorship. I believe this. I don't believe white people should be penalized for using words and slurs that black people use amongst each other each and every single day. I don't believe these people need to be canceled when they come out and tell you how they feel. Regardless if you agree with their views or not, they have every right to express themselves censorship free. Now, freedom of speech in America really doesn't exist, but it's supposed to exist. But if people want to say what they want to say, I'll by all means, let them say it. If I heard a country song and a guy said nigger a thousand times, it would not bother me. That would only bother somebody that actually thinks they're a nigger. That man has every right to say whatever the hell he wants. But we want white people to stop saying the N word. But we don't stop these hip hop artists from saying nigga a million times in their album. We don't stop these hip hop artists from saying bitch, 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 fuck niggas, fuck bitches, get money, murder, murder. We don't say shit about that. But we want to have an uproar about a country singer saying try that in a small town. I ain't. I have absolutely no problem with that man's message because you know what? Here's the thing. I said on Facebook last year that within the black community. 
there is probably a much need for a civil war. Hold on one second. It might be my JT's pulling up because, you know, Nike been doing a good job delivering my products. That might be my shoes right there, y'all. I just got the JT ones, old school colorway. Your boy back hooping. Hold on one second. Oh, Jesus. One second. He got my box. If I got enough time before I go to this concert, I'm probably going to go who? You know what? I'm really doing some real nigga shit right now. I'm trying to be civilized and give a message that I stop just to see if these my shoes about to come up here by UPS. Hold on one second, y'all. Just give me a second. Jesus, my rock and shepherd. Let these be my shoes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hey, oh, Lord. Amen. Oh, man, that's my next door neighbor getting a uh, Instacart. Anyway. <sighs> I ain't got no problem. We want to call our white people on all the single ills and everything that they do wrong, but we don't want to call ourselves out on our own bullshit. And when we do, there's always somebody that wants to make an excuse. There's always somebody that wants us to have compassion for each other. You know, we're caught up in the conditioning situations and things. Yeah, I hear that, but that's cap. Man, let white people say what they're going to say. Let them do what they're going to do. Because at the end of the day, and I heard another particular popular platform Talk cash shit. Now, it's easy to sit on national TV and run your mouth. But in real society, in real life, if you was in your car and you had to drive through one of these small towns and these people really wanted you dead, you'd be dead. We take everything for a joke. These people are serious. So you can make a mockery. You can say whatever you want to. But if these people want to engage war, they'll win. You know why? The same reason why I say they have police and judges and Everything that you can name on the inside of these invisible empires. That's why the Capitol Hill raid was successful as it was. They had people on the inside to allow that to happen. My problem is with us as non-white people, when do we just say the hell with what they're doing? Who gives a damn about what they're talking about in the song? Who gives a damn about what some politician said on in the news or he called somebody a nappy-headed hoe? Or he, who gives a F? When will we get about our own business and pay attention to what we need to do to strategize and counter and politically and, and politically empower ourselves by understanding politics to make it work in our favor as far as leverage? Because I still don't think we understand the power of politics. I used to be one of those people like, I don't do politics. I don't want to do all that. Uh, man, my position has changed. And I know a lot of people say we've been voting forever. It don't work. You know why the vote don't work? Because you don't pay. You don't put no money behind the vote. You just vote and leave it like that. Everybody else that's voting in these communities, that's getting these rights and these hate bills, they're putting money behind the vote. So when you vote, don't just go out and vote and put on a sticker and say, I voted. How much money did you put behind the candidate that you wanted to lobby for to put a bill in place for you? Something that impacts your life of your values and interests and principles. When's the last time you paid for? We pay for everything else. We're going to pay for these cars. We're going we're gonna to pay for this hair. We're going to pay for these nails. We're going to pay for these clothes. We're going to pay to go to the club. We're going to pay to travel, right? We're going to pay to pop bottles, but we ain't going to pay for our freedom because freedom ain't free. And I'm, I'm, I'm as led to say liberation because anybody that can give you freedom can take it right back. I think 
we're really we really get sidetracked and we're so worried about what white folks are doing. It's almost to the point where I call it white validation. We get upset when white folks don't value what we're going through, value our pain, value uh, our trauma. And they don't have to. I don't care if they do. I only care about us and what we do amongst each other. I only care about how much we value one another. I don't care about what any other ethnicity has going on. And see, a lot of times when I talk about black culture, a lot of you all are confused to think that I'm actually speaking negatively against us. But the question is, culture is something that you do. That's all culture is. My question to you on a daily basis is, what is it that black people do on a daily basis? I can tell you, show off to other black people. But then the only time we want to show a little ounce of ints about anything, a little oomph about something, is when somebody comes out and does something that we think is disrespectful to our being as, as a people, to our existence. That man said, try this in a small town. I wish we felt the same way about our communities, about the viruses in our communities and who's destroying it. As I was saying earlier, before I was distracted, thinking my JT one's about to come to the door. I talked about this on Facebook years ago that we can clean up our communities if only the parents of these murderers and drug dealers out their children. Call their children out because we all know who the murderers are. We all know who the killers are. We all know who the rapists are. We all know who are molesting these children. And yet you all remain quiet. You don't want to out because they are children, but you don't want to out them. You say it's snitching. You ain't going to turn your back on your child. Right. But then we constantly talking about what is it that we could do to stop the illness and the problems in our community is to be honest with ourselves and transparent to know that we know who's causing the trouble. That man said, try this in a small town. I wish we had that same mentality. Try this in this community and watch what happens. And yes, the offenders are going to look like us and the defenders are going to look like us. It's time to clean up the bullshit. And that's all that man is saying to a certain context. You come here, you want to rob a liquor store in my town? Try to see how far you get. You want to carjack a woman in my side of town in my small country? Try to see how far you get. I feel the same way. You want to come out here and steal my, ne my, no my, my next door neighbor's kid? Try to see how far you get. You want to jump on a young lady randomly at the grocery store that's got her child on her hip because you mad about something she said about a man on the, over the, over social media? Try to see how far you can get. We don't have that mentality yet and still we want to take up arms with a man who pretty much saying, hey, I'm for my people. And anybody that lives in my community, try it in this small town to see how far you can get. I have no issue with it. I actually like that message. But again, I will also acknowledge the bullshit with the narrative with that message, too. And I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody from that side. I ain't talking about the left or right because, you know, I'm just that's not just how I talk. But I'm willing to sit down and talk to any white supremacist, any white person who have, who wants to have a real conversation about the conditions that you see in our community. Because. I thought that was UPS again, excuse me. Because at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, people are going to have to need people. Not everybody is hateful towards another individual. This is why I named my platform Humanity Works. If man acts away and according to God, the way God intended it, humanity is going to work. Tripping off this man country song, try that in a small time, is a waste of time. Worried about who's flying the Confederate flag? 
is a waste of time. And a lot of y'all say, well, it represents something negative. And my ancestor, you know what? You ain't honoring your ancestor because you ain't solved the problem white racism, white supremacy, because you don't want to. So I don't want to hear that ancestor talk. Because you don't even honor the ancestors. You know why? Because you ain't even on code. The ancestors had a code. And they didn't have to go around and say, we need to stand together. We need to stand in unity. We need to do that. They just did it. Because a code is unified. There's no need to come together for anything. It's a unification. And it's a silent killer to those who understand how to execute a code. We still don't know how to execute a code, but we know how to execute our emotions. So, I've spoken long enough. I try to keep these little tidbits down to maybe 10, 15 minutes. I've went over. I'm about at 20. But in all actuality, it's time to check ourselves at the door. I ain't worried about what white people are doing. I'm not concerned with what white supremacists are doing. I pay attention to them because I don't learn nothing observing black people. But I pay attention to my adversary. I pay attention to my enemy. I pay attention to those who are constructive. I pay attention to those who are paying attention to the current state of the world. So if a video pops up on my YouTube algorithm. And one of them has a group of black men doing a dance and another video has something that's dealing with AI or technology or weaponry or the way life may look in 2044. Guess which video I'm going to click on. It's time for us to change the paradigm. The way we think the, the, the whole shift needs to take place and it's happening in micro movements. It's happening slowly but surely. But at the end of the day, we're going to call this man the arms about a video that he's passionate about as far as his own values and what he just made a call to the world and gave y'all a warning that what you're not going to do in this community. I say something is severely wrong with us and that we're not paying attention to our own problems. Well, that's my take on it, man. Again, this is the place where we bring sexy back to the everyday hardworking men and women who impact your life within close proximity. We want to rise above this madness, which is called black culture. And black culture needs to stop using its emotions first and use its intelligence and logic because we are a very intelligent people. If you notice, I never, you know, we could be so frustrated and upset with one another. We could be very vicious in how we describe one another. And I know you've heard it time and time again. Man, niggas is dumb. Niggas is stupid. No, we're not. We're just simply not turned on. We are an intelligent, brilliant, bright people. But our energy and our thinking and the value is in the most non-constructive areas. Once we rise above this, because we're still in the first phase of it all. Once we rise above it, we, we are going to become the people that we were meant to become. And when we finally start to get justice, it may not always look the way that you may think it looks in your mind. Because it's ain't about installing or building black supremacy. It's about guaranteeing. This is according to the code written by Neely Fuller, because you all know that's the basis. That's my Bible. It's about making sure no one is mistreated and making sure those who need help most get the most constructive help. And that's the definition of justice. Balance amongst people on the planet. That's it. There shouldn't be a white supremacy. There shouldn't be a, a black supremacy. There shouldn't be an Asian supremacy. The only thing that should reign supreme, reign supreme on the planet is high level humanity and high level acts of humanity. Hold on. Is that UPS? Boy, I thought that was my shoe coming up. Boy, I'm about to get caught in these bit right, y'all. Anyway, man, let me stop cutting the fool. I know this video is going to be coming out weird because I try to be serious and I keep getting distracted because of my Negro tendencies of wanting to get my product. 
be, be before I leave the house. Uh, my next door neighbor has moved. They no longer have a ring. You know, on this particular side of town, you got guys that want to take Amazon packages. I just should have had it delivered to the box. I had a supervisor used to talk like that. Red. Uh, 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 yeah, this, 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 this is Dwayne. Uh, I need you. <laughs> That's how he used to talk for real. But by the way, good morning. Um, uh, are, are you awake, motherfucker? <laughs> that's how you used to talk to me for real. I'm like, damn, Dwayne, that's kind of. Uh, uh, listen, Brad, I don't need no back talk from you. I just need you to get in your truck, go to Maryland Heights, and we have a customer that's been ragging my ass. For <laughs> that back in St. Louis, man. Shout out to Dwayne. I hope your blood pressure went down, dude. But anyway, man, I want everybody to enjoy their day. I'm going to go enjoy a concert and probably dance and meet a little. Uh, I almost said something I shouldn't have said on air. But I can dance, y'all. That's what y'all don't know. I can gangsta boogie. I can two-step. I can step like them people in Chicago, but I'm from the Lou, but the Lou do much better. Shit. What? Anyway, y'all got in the message, man. I want everybody to have a good day. I will catch up with you next time. Everybody be great. Shout out to BSA Black Student Advocate, ran by Jerry L. Green. I always run that promo before the end of the sh- before the, um, the cap of the show. And I want everybody to continue to be great. I am out. Peace.